Welcome to Impressions, a podcast of non-genre-specific, impressionistic music recommendations. There's an accompanying Spotify playlist for each episode. You can find it on our website, impressionspodcast.com. You might want to listen to the songs before or after this episode, or you might want to listen along with us. We'll give you a cue. I've got an impression. My name is Busy Hempill. My name is Nick Forrest. I cringe at the word fur babies, but I'm going to say Ugh. fur babies. <laughs> you guys make me want to vomit. You're so cute. <laughs> I just spent like an hour just like cuddling up with all of our various pets, like being like, do you like this song? Oh, it was, that's very it was cute. No, I didn't ask my <laughs> I asked. <laughs> This will be yours, yeah. and this will be yours. It was adorable. All right, so tell us about your little fur babies. So I'm blessed enough to have three fur babies, so it made structuring my list pretty easy. I have a dog named Eddie, a dog named Samson, and a cat named Casper. My selections are in chronological order, uh, from my firstborn to my thirdborn, and it was really just... <laughs> Recently, the Pope said that it's, like, sacrilegious and, like, amoral to, like, replace yeah. children with pets. And I'm like, you've obviously never had a pet, so... I also just feel like, Nick, you're already gay. You've already fucked up in the eyes of the Catholic Church. Yeah. This exactly. is another way of thinking of a queer family, Exactly. Right? Exactly. So, for my choices this week, I was really mining... My pet's different personalities, their different traits, the way they kind of maneuver around the house and show affection. It was just a real cute time, like, (laughs) digging through my playlist. It was so delightful. This was one of the warmest and fuzziest times I've had selecting songs. I'm so glad. I'll start off with Eddie. Eddie is my firstborn. She is a kind of disgusting, and I say that in a nice way, spaniel dachshund chihuahua mix. She has a really pronounced overbite. Her hair is always scraggly and kind of gross. She has kind of a maniacal look in her eye. She was found in a graveyard up in North Philly during a thunderstorm, which is like key to her biography. So she's very tough. She is a sexual predator. She will hump any animal, okay. like regardless of size. So she's a, she's a tough girl. But at the end of the day, she's just this devoted little being that just wants to be loved. And she's goofy, um, as a lot of little dogs are. So that's part of the reason why I chose such a short song, because she's a short little dog. Mm. It's called Devotion, and it's by the band Planet 1999. Impression. like this was a very impressionistic portrait of Eddie. Yeah. So it starts out with that, like, <laughs> which is just like, you know, it's just a little voice. It's like a little yeah. tiny dog. I, the way that it's processed, it almost sounds like a windy ululation. And so oh, yeah. I kept imagining like Eddie's like long hair blowing in the wind uh-huh. as she goes, uh-huh. um, <laughs> And like the beat, there's these like hi hat sixteenth notes, like, and I just imagined her tiny little leggies like running around. And then there are actually parts of the song that it sounds like there are pants in the background. Yeah. So just all of those things, it really does paint a portrait. I would say it paints a portrait of like Eddie kind of living her best life or like after a a makeover montage, you know, like a kind one. Not a yeah. one where you're like, look at how terrible you are before. Exactly. But it's like, how can we get you to feel your best? Exactly. 
Once we got her a really cute summer cut and she has really curly, dense hair. It makes her body like, I don't know, maybe like six inches bigger than it actually is. So when you cut her hair, she looks like a tiny little teddy bear and it's the cutest little thing in the world. It's incredibly cute. So we took her to her favorite park. It was like the first nice spring day in a while. And all of a sudden she just like darts away on her little legs, like across a field and she's rolling in the middle of the field and she's just like the happiest she's ever looked but she's rolling in like this giant disgusting rotting snake carcass yes and she like couldn't be happier yeah and like she's like fucking up her like fresh blowout Mm -hmm. and her shampoo job and just like getting this disgusting rotting snake carcass all over herself and Mm. this is the song for that Mm, she's just mm -hmm. like i feel good yes i look good i'm getting this predators like smell all over me so no one else will kill me I feel amazing yeah we used to walk from uh, our house in LA to this dog park and we would walk through this other park and one time Gertie just you know she started shouldering down in something and we went over and it was some you know rotting bird carcass Uh because we were on our way to the dog park we think that maybe she was like putting on perfume for the big ball (laughs) getting ready to see all the suitors at the ball Uh she's like don't I smell really good you guys (laughs) yeah it's bird carcass it's really expensive (laughs) you know it makes these dogs feel great To your point about the panting, I mean, that was one of the number one reasons I I chose this song because it really just sounds like a dog panting and trying to lick your face. Yeah. Uh, Eddie has never grown out of that like kind of puppy impulse just to like completely lick every part of your face every time she's close to you. It's gross and it's really cute. Her (laughs) breath is awful. Like she at this point is like a 12 year old old lady. She Mm. has nasty breath. I don't think it's ever going to get better. So you Mm. just kind of have to like suck it up and take it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It's just part of her very complex odor. Yeah. I feel like dogs with their very refined olfactory senses, like... You know, I think a lot of smells that we think are gross, like I think they're just able to distinguish so much nuance in there that we can't. And so they just know so much about the world through scent more than we do. We see more. We have these other faculties that we Uh use more. Uh But like dogs, I I just wonder what their memory looks like. We talk so much about our mind's eye and there's like a lot of visualization. And it's so difficult for me to imagine what it might be like for a creature whose primary way of knowing the world is like scent. They seem to recall stuff, right? Like when they smell somebody they haven't seen in a long time, they're like, oh, yeah, 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 you, Mm -hmm. I know Mm -hmm. you, it's cool. Mm -hmm. So there's obviously a way that memory and scent, anyways, I don't know. I'm no dog neuroscientist, but I think it's cool. I think about that often. I'm like, what does their scent map look like? I think of Mm -hmm. these just like effervescent arcs of like, scent they look like the northern lights in my mind just sort of radiating through the air at all time and they're just following these things that 
we can't see. I don't know if this is true, but someone once told me that dogs prefer to poop on a north-south axis because they are sensitive to like the magnetic pool of the earth. Huh. It's easy to take note of that because I live in a gridded city and I'm like, oh, I guess that is true. They mostly do poop on the numbered streets. I never really thought of that. Huh. I don't know. Are they facing north-south? Like, I'm just wondering what this north-south axis is. I think it's like their butt is pointing to the south. Their nose is pointing to the north. Okay. They're aligned with like the magnetic axis of the earth. Or perhaps if you're in a different part of the earth, like their head is pointing south, their butt's north. Vice versa, I think. Okay. Okay. Take note. Yeah. We'll report back next okay. time. <laughs> I did not cuddle with my dogs and cat okay. and ask them if this song fits them. I just imposed it on them. <laughs> so I have two dogs. I love them a lot. Uh, one we've had since she was a puppy. Don't worry, we didn't get her from a puppy mill. Someone just couldn't take care of her and she would have gone to a shelter. So we took her. Yeah. The other one we got during the pandemic and he's a real sweetie. He's a big knucklehead. So this first song, though, is about Gertie, our first dog. It's called Cute, because <laughs> she's really cute. I, love it. <laughs> I also will say I was influenced by this album cover, which has a smiling man holding a dog, and they're embracing. It's real cute. Yeah. So this song, I feel like, is either what Gertie thinks everybody is saying about her, because she has great self-esteem. Mm -hmm. She's a confident mm -hmm. dog. I love that. Or maybe yeah, she's like yeah. looking in the mirror and singing this song to herself too. <laughs> Adorable. Yeah. So the song is called Cute and it's by an artist who now goes by Shelly but formerly uh, was formerly known as Dram. So Cute by Shelly formerly known as Dram. Impressions. It's just such a fun song. It's such a yeah. perfect song for Gertie. Just this happy, go lucky, big beat. I immediately saw dogs just bounding through the field, smiling, licking each oh, other, yeah. chasing balls. One of my favorite things about dogs in general is that I think dogs represent this unrelenting optimism and positivity and enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. And especially like a dog like your dog that's just like up to do it, like up to go to the park, up to go to the rave, up to go on a run, just all smiles and like wants yeah. to please you. There's this upness to it that just makes you smile. Yeah. You know, you're describing this beat as really happy-go-lucky. And yes, that's her. Like she, the way that she walks, like mm -hmm. she's just very mm -hmm. confident in how she walks. <laughs> Yeah. So she like walks around her like chest swishes back and forth, her little butt swishes back and forth, her little ears flop up and down too. And she's like just smiling most of the time. So definitely mm -hmm. the song is just like the perfect tempo for her to just be kind of strutting down the street. And then when it gets into the verses, again, there's this unrelenting optimism. It's like, maybe we could go to the movies. I'm a foodie. Let me prepare you a meal. Like, yeah. do you want to get married? Like, do you want to go yeah. on a date? Like... <laughs> It's just so cute. I imagine a dog just being like, hey, I really love food. I'm going to make you something really good. And it's just like a chewed up raw piece of meat covered yeah. in like grass and beans and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So dogs bury things like in the ground for a number of reasons. One of them is yes. to like 
protect it from other predators who might want to eat it. Uh-huh. And another reason is they're basically like doing a little fermentation. Like they're they're getting Whoa. more minerals in. Cool. So, so they are foodies. Yeah, they are. They're like, I'm going to share with you this DIY pickle that I made. This is a quack pickle that yeah. I just made. <laughs> In the song I love, in the chorus, when he's like, I think you're cute. And then in the background, he's like, cute as a button. (laughs) Um, I didn't catch that. I love that. (laughs) It's very cute. (laughs) And there is this one line about like, you're so cute, but you have to deal with me. Uh Like, I think you're so cute and you're just going to have to deal with it. And I feel like that's how I am with Gertie sometimes. You know, we get her dumb things like sweatshirts and we put little bows on her collar (laughs) and stuff and she hates it. And I'm just like, I think you're cute. You're just going to have to deal with Uh it. I realize I didn't describe what she looked like. You did such a good job with Eddie. My first boy. Uh, Gertie, so Gertie's a pit bull of some sort. So she's, you know, that beautiful gray silver. And she's got perfect little blue nose. Mm-hmm. And she just has like these markings on her face, kind of like a harlequin. So yeah. I think we also maybe impose this clown persona on her. But she's pretty silly. Like she gets a joke. I love that. If you poke her butt, like her tail wags on, she's like, hey, stop it. What'd you, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Quick question. If you were to assign an astrological sign to your dog, what would it be? I think she's technically a Virgo, but... I, I think she's more of a Leo. I love that. Yeah, I mean, just because she's so sunny and just... Yeah. Like, she has taught our pound puppy how to play. He didn't know how to play when he first got here, uh-huh. but she was, like, uh-huh. so patient. So that kind of, like, generosity that Leos have, yeah. too, but also this, like, this sunniness and just kind of this big personality. So I was going to say, like, Leo with some Taurus placement. Oh, reverse there's, me, like, I guess. Reverse you. But I think something I love about Taurus is, which often they're shat upon for is this stubbornness, Mm. which I think can translate into just really knowing what they want and being really confident in what they want. Mm. Like, oh, let's get married. Let's go on a date. Let's do all these fun things. So I can see that in this song. You know, I think you can sing this song to yourself like I'm sure Gertie does every time she passes herself in a mirror. Just have the confidence Mm. of a Gertie. Beautiful, beautiful. If you're crying, I'm going to ask you why you're crying, bitch, I'm caring. If you need me to look out for you, I'm posted and I'm staring. That should never have another boyfriend. I get jealous, yeah. I'm almost ran in love, but I get crazy as a felon. I choose you, now you have to deal. But you're so cute, you can make me chill. I think you're cute. I think you're cute. Oh, yes, I do. Next song is for my second born, Samson. Samson is from a friend of a friend of mine who had to give up the dog because he was moving abroad and it was just logistically complicated for him to take Samson with. He's a lover. He is an eternal puppy. He just wants attention and love and affection at all times. But he's also very haunted. 
every now and then I'll just catch him just like kind of intensely staring into my soul from across the room or like in the middle of the night, I'll just like notice, oh, there's something in the bed and it'll just be Samson like perched on the edge of the bed, just looking intently into our eyes as we sleep. (laughs) So he's a very haunted dog. I wouldn't say he's a terribly confident dog, Mm -hmm. but he does need constant love. He's very needy. So I imagine this song as kind of the song that emanates from his eyeballs as he's just looking at the object of his affection. Okay. Which really can be anybody. He's a very polyamorous dog, which is a joke my dad makes all the time, which I cringe at. And <laughs> like, um, but he doesn't really care who's giving him the love. Right. This song is called Listen to My Song by Darondo. You know, the person singing the song, Durando, is really, he's really trying to get somebody to listen to them. And so like Samson, poor Samson, who can't speak human, just has his eyeballs to try to get you to listen to him. And he's like, do you see me? Do you see me? I'm going to keep staring Uh at you until you see me. (laughs) I just imagined like this set of eyes and kind of all of this like kaleidoscope of patterns and colors like around the set of eyes. But then there was this line of like, this child of God is calling to you. Like Durando says that about himself. And it kind of corresponds with like a a gospel style piano. Uh And so I just imagined um, Samson saying that to somebody, which, you know, works because dogs are like pure, beautiful, innocent creatures of God. But also it's like, what if Samson is actually a cult leader? Like if he could talk, it would be super, super, super dangerous. Yeah, he can just be very convincing because he's so like wounded and so longing. (laughs) It's just, he wants your love so bad. And then he like connects so deeply with each individual person that he needs like really staring yeah. into their eyes and oh, yeah. just feel like he could be a pretty good cult leader by, by <laughs> totally. leaning into that identity. Totally. I do feel like dogs are like from God or, or from a higher power. And so when he's like, I'm a child of God, I'm like, yes, Samson. You are. You are. Also, his name is Samson. Exactly. That's a biblical name. Biblical. I don't actually know the story of Samson, but I know he's in the Bible. I think he was the one with the hair and then he lost his powers because he cut or <laughs> someone cut his hair. Samson and Delilah. Yes, I know. I don't know. I, 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 That all sounds right, Nick. I'm laughing more at the story that this man yeah. is Disney's Rapunzel. Exactly. <laughs> he got his hair. His beautiful, long, blonde hair became short and turned brown and wasn't magical anymore. <laughs> I'm a child of God, and I'm calling it. really stumble over his words but there's the sense that he's really thinking deeply before he forms each word and that thought process is kind of just laid bare you can hear him just slowly forming the words there's this sense that language is being created kind of on the spot 
at times like his voice almost goes high into a whimper and it's just like this this grasping at kind of the edges of language mm. i think like anybody who owns a dog at some point in their life they desperately wanted to communicate yeah. to their dog in human language yes. but what i was really connecting in this song is just this plea this longing like i kept imagining how hard it is for dog like they want to call your name yes like i love there's this repeating line like i want to call your name um and i just kept imagining like how hard it must be for dogs to try to call your name yeah okay so i think about our anthropocentric view of intelligence a lot yeah because it's so focused on human measures of intelligence right? right you know to your point of like the dog not knowing our name like dogs try so hard to understand us like they know human words in different languages we don't know dog words you know there's like ways of non-verbal communication cues that i think like humans have grasped but like in terms of understanding a verbal thing from a dog like they do such a better job than we do and so how can we say that they're not as smart as us (laughs) like they're trying so hard we're not trying as hard as they are we don't (laughs) Did you watch the movie Paddington? I did not. It is super cute. There's some major issues with colonialism. Uh You know, Paddington is part of the species of bears that has learned English from this British explorer. And that's why they speak English with a British accent, even though they're from Peru. (laughs) But uh, he meets his family and the the dad and the family is like, well, do you have a name? And he's like, of course I have a name. Well, I only know how to to say it in bear. And then he like Uh does this bear noise. I do wonder if like you have two dogs who I presume communicate with each other as I have two dogs who communicate each other. I wonder how they refer to like Shane and me. How do they refer to us? Do they have specific names for us? Uh And how do they represent it? Is it just like nose tap, butt shake left, Uh right? Uh That's such a good question. Because I'm sure they refer to us somehow. Yeah, they don't know our language name, but they know our scent. Yeah. They know what we sound like. They know it's us. I often think, like, do, are we just other dogs to them? I've heard people say, like, oh, yeah, dogs basically just think, like, they just live with other dogs. I think they know the I don't, But I don't think that's I'm true. Like I think they have they to know, know the, the difference. difference. That just seems ludicrous to me. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. I don't see Eddie taking Samson on a walk. I don't see Eddie <laughs> feeding Samson. Like, I just right. don't see it. <laughs> It would be cute to see Eddie taking Samson on a walk, This next song is about our second dog, Box. He's a very slim dog, but he has this very big head and his neck is as wide as his waist. He's very excited all the time, especially like if he, you know, hasn't seen you overnight. Like let's say he slept in a different room than you and then he sees you in the morning and he's like, oh gosh. And he does this like real prancing pony thing. Mm -hmm. This song Mm -hmm. feels like the excitement that he has every time he sees you and maybe he hasn't seen you for like five minutes. And so it's called I Found You and it's by Spook Matembo, Kajama and Phantasma. Impression. 
as I was listening, I kept imagining in a movie about dogs, <laughs> a montage of like every time the the dogs person yes, comes home, totally, just like door entering after door <laughs> entering after door entering. Even when the human in the movie like goes to the bathroom, yeah, the dog is just constantly gearing up to find it's human again. Yeah. You have this marching, kind of like a marching band beat. And so it's just like this dog's energy. It's like, where is he? Where is yeah. he? Where, is he? Where, are they? Where are they? It releases into the song. The song is fairly repetitive. You, I mean, it says, I found you repeatedly throughout the entire song. Yeah. But despite that, it maintains kind of that sense of discovery and amazement. Yeah. Every time you hear the words, I found you. So it's just like, it's that constant, like, kind of like bewildered joy that dogs have. Like, I yes. can't believe you came back to me. This is incredible. You're the best thing I've ever had in the world. If anyone's making like a dog owner coming home montage, sure. this would be great for Oh that. my God, all the vets coming home and seeing their dogs. Uh, those really are just yeah. such sad videos. <laughs> I know. I can't deal with that. <laughs> the dogs miss them so much. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's totally a relentlessness with this, which for me in particular just feels so much like Box's boundless energy. Yes. And the beat does yes. remind me, he has these very like long, elegant, beautiful paws that mm. are very heavy footfalls. So I felt like that beat was like his footfalls coming down the hallway, like running down the hall to see you. Yeah. The beat drops out for like maybe five seconds. And that's like, you know, when he gets distracted by some birds or by a butterfly. Mm -hmm. And then he's mm -hmm. like quickly back to like, oh, hello. <laughs> I forgot you were there. But then he remembered again. And so, so this cute. whole song is just that of like, oh my God, I forgot you were here, mommy. I was in the other room. I Raps, there's so much energy behind it and it keeps like growing and crescendoing like like mm -hmm, in the way mm -hmm. that dogs often kind of like I don't know, whip themselves into a frenzy like they it's like this positive <laughs> yeah. feedback loop of like oh that was cool and then like oh maybe I should okay <laughs> just the way that it kept like kind of piling mm -hmm, up and up mm -hmm. and the baseline too was so like circular I will say Box's tail doesn't wag from left to right it wags in a circle oh my god that's so cute I know I'm just like it's because he's just so excited all the time uh -huh. he can't just uh -huh. hold it in a one horizontal plane. He wants all planes. <laughs> I do think that there is a difference between dogs who come from shelters or who have been on the streets yeah. versus dogs who haven't. Gertie yeah. hasn't. She's been living in different, you know, people's houses mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Box was found on the street. And so like his need for and capacity for attention is like unlimited. Mm -hmm. And Gertie's is very limited. She's like, I'm ready to go be by myself. And Box is like, oh, hello. Did you want to maybe pet my tummy? What else did you want to pet? Sometimes, like, I, I can't believe how cool it is that we did find each other. Like, yes, yeah. you know, Box is like, mommy, I found you. But also, like, we found him. He's so special. It's pretty magical. I think of these miraculous series of events that brought us together, and it always makes me a little bit... Misty. Yeah. And this song yeah. celebrates that miraculousness. Like, oh my it God, does. I found you. That's so yeah. cool. They're also yeah. like basically wolves. Like, I don't really get how <laughs> we get to hang out with them either. I don't either. 
For me, we're temporarily leaving dog world and we're entering cat world. So once Ryan came into my life, a cat came into my life, mm-hmm. Casper. I find him spooky. I know in some cultures, white cats are the spooky cats. He definitely is a spooky cat. He's very wise. People have said it feels like there's sort of like a Victorian gentleman trapped inside of him. Mm. And he's nocturnal, as most cats are. He's basically non-existent during the day, but at night he's fucking darts back and forth around the house. Mm-hmm. This next song, it is by Garden Gate, who's actually a friend of Ryan's. Her name is Timmy Meskers. And she also has a white cat, inspired by Casper. Ooh. She makes psychedelic Baroque music, which I really love. This song is called Moonchild, which felt appropriate for Casper. It's dark, it's spooky, it's sensual, just like Casper. So Moonchild by Garden Gate. It's so rich in psychedelia. It's like Victoriana translated through a 60s, yes. 70s lens, which I personally really love. I think that's a very good moment. It's lush. It's sexy. It's mysterious. It's playful, a little bit tongue in cheek, I think. I mean, to me, that's what cats are. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're never going to give you like a straight answer. They're always going to come at it a little bit sideways and slink back and forth. Um, there's a line that repeats twice that I really love. It's like, oh, my familiar friend, I will see you again. That's also what cats are. You're like, oh, hello. You're this, this thing that lives in my house that doesn't really care about me. I'll see you tomorrow, maybe. Yeah, I. <laughs> the first thought I had, though, I think this is just uh, media and my associate. I think Shane likes stuff about colds a lot. Uh-huh. But just thinking about Samson, too, I was like, man, you just have like a bunch of pets who could be cult leaders <laughs> i know <laughs> like what does that reveal about <laughs> me and ryan but this like very special white cat this like mystical creature who's like gracing uh-huh. the world with his presence with the the psychedelia that kind of mixes what you know and what you think you know um and yeah. this world and the worlds uh-huh. beyond and casper's the medium he also as mm-hmm. you've talked about before he knows how to talk to the white pigeons that are outside which is really wild even like yesterday he was doing that's very cool (laughs) (laughs) i loved the like the synth slash harpsichord solo and i do imagine casper coming down to tinkle on the ivories like i think i initially saw him more in some like like a paisley moo type thing sure just because it was very psychedelic but then once that that solo came in i saw more of maybe not the victorian gentleman but the baroque gentleman with uh-huh. some lace at the sleeves yeah, right yeah, where yeah, he's yeah, tickling yeah. the ivories with those little pink pawpaws Cats. 
They're just different. Cats. They're operating on an entirely different they plane. Totally One do. of the most terrifying things Casper does almost every night, like between 3 and 4 a.m., he'll just like pace the hallway between our bedroom and the bathroom back and forth. And it sounds like he's saying hello. He's like, hello. Oh, my God. And so in my mind, like, there's a ghost that, like, is trapped in our hall or, like, maybe died in the back bedroom that I'm sitting in right now. And it's, like, trying to say hello every night through Casper. Wow. Um, or maybe Casper's just trying to say hello to it. One way, I mean, like, there's a ghost, though. Either other, way, like, there's a ghost. This, like, adorable little cat is communicating with the dead. Yeah. And to me, that is spooky. It is. That is scary. It is. I love it, mm-hmm. but it's scary. Mm-hmm. I loved what you were saying that they are not going to give you a straight answer and they're always kind of speaking in riddles. They're just like little Uh sphinxes kind of running around. I do also often think that like dogs are like earth angels. Like they are so earthly. They're so of the earthly plane. And then cats uh, exist in perhaps a more celestial or spiritual realm. Like they are, maybe they are mediums Uh to other dimensions or they see things that we don't. I mean, I think dogs see things that we don't or they sense things that we don't too. Right. I've grown to really love him. He could also be incredible incredibly sweet Mm -hmm. and he does know like if you're having a bad day or if you're really sick he'll kind of just like curl up around your neck and start purring and it's very therapeutic yeah i really like that i will say so i've only lived with a cat once and it was only for a couple of months Uh and yeah i really grew to love her i just didn't have them growing up so like they're a little bit foreign to me and it's just you just Uh interact with them a different way than you interact with dogs and she did feel very magical because also they disappear for like days and you're like where did you go i know like i've searched this house and they are not in this house what do i do maybe they went to another world it's totally totally possible Uh, cats well that was cat world that was cat world well we talk about cat world a lot apparently we have i think we're both kind of fascinated by cat world yeah they're kind of just like these aliens that have graced us with their presence they live in a really thin part of the veil yes where dogs like sure i believe that dogs can probably sense spirits but they don't necessarily act on it they kind of just cohabitate with them they're not saying hello no and if they are it's like a cute husky on youtube like I got two. I like them a lot. I love them. So this last song is just about what happens when you have two wonderful creatures in your life and you remember again all of the things that like brought you to this moment where you get to celebrate being in each other's presence. This last song is called Love is Everywhere and it's by Pharaoh Sanders. Impressions. The main image I was getting was a bunch of dogs playing in the dog park. (laughs) 
leaping all over each other, <laughs> communicating with one another in their dog languages. In addition to the main voice, there are some barely audible voices in the background. So there's all this chatter and noise and texture in the song. Yeah. So it was just like constant play, constant jumping and leaping and being back in dog world. At some point, um, a really loud tambourine comes into play <laughs> and like gets shaken for a few minutes and like, oh, you found a toy it like really, really likes and then plays with it obsessively for a couple minutes and then just kind of abandons it. <laughs> And then, like, it picks up another tambourine or another jingly toy, right. and it's just trying out all these toys. This song really felt like when I take them for hikes in the East Mountains. I try to go, like, where people aren't, and, you know, if the parking lot's empty, yeah. then I'm like, cool. And just, like, the sheer joy that they have mm -hmm. being out in the mountains and being able to run yes. free. And also... The joy that I have, one, witnessing their sheer joy and also like me realizing that I'm in this like very gorgeous place. Like the necessity to take my critters out for a walk has led me to this really beautiful place where I remember that like life is good like mm -hmm. they just remind me of the joys of being alive mm -hmm. well so i know that pharaoh sanders is a saxophone player i didn't actually hear any saxophone in this mm -hmm. but i maybe he was a singer so whoever was doing the lead singing though like i loved their voice like their voice cracked yeah. like it was just so filled with raw emotion and desperation mm -hmm. and to me it kind of echoed like the lack of filter that dogs have too of just like yeah. let me show you my bare emotions yes. It's all on display. You can tell how I'm feeling right now. I don't know whether or not the song is improvised, but it definitely has an improvised I, yes, feel. To me, it's like the way that you play with your pet. You kind of just like you improvise, you figure out what it likes, it tells you what it's like, you try something new, it knocks over something, you pick it back up, and it's just sort of this like kind of circular, endless, joyous discovery of your animals. And this is the song of play. This was playtime. It's, it's such an ecstatic song, mm -hmm. like ecstatic in that kind of religious, spiritual sense. Yeah. The fact that it's improvised is really important. Mm -hmm. with this idea of it being ecstatic because you're so in the moment you're listening to other people you're playing off of other people like it's about expressing what is happening in that exact moment which yeah. you know they say that dogs are like creatures of the now for the most part like they're not mm -hmm. dwelling so much on their past and they're not like having deep anxiety about <laughs> their retirement plans like mm -hmm. they teach you how to appreciate living in the moment. Yeah. There's a little bridge that comes in. Mm -hmm. In the song, there's already so much cacophony and this kind of adds this other layer. When it starts to feel messy, because the song does sometimes feel messy, mm -hmm. that's also part of living with a fucking dog and like, yeah. oh, they ran up to a somebody on a bike and that guy was yelled shithead at you, which that happened to oh, us. So like, I get yeah. it. You know, if right. you're afraid of dogs and like this pit bull runs up to totally you, like you're going to be scared. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, I totally get it. But like all of these things that also cause you anxiety are like part of it too. And, <laughs> and the song yeah. also has some times when you're like, oh God, it feels like it's getting a little out of control here <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. Sometimes Sometimes Eddie will play a little too hard and like then pee in the middle of the bed. Yep. It's just like, <laughs> fuck. Especially when I like 
just like yes. freshly laundered everything and like I want to go to bed early like such a bee move yeah but you know it's, she she can't help it she's just happy <laughs> <laughs> Pets. Some might call them children. (laughs) (laughs) Not if you're the Pope. No. I would really like to hear any suggestions that people have of songs that encompass their pets. I would too. What's a song that you think embodies your pet? Please let us know. Yeah. And you don't have to ask your pet directly like I did. You can just sort of project it. Or you could. I think that's such a sweet bonding activity to have. (laughs) It really is. I highly recommend listening to music with your pets sometimes. Uh, You can let us know what those songs are either through our website, impressionspodcast.com, or on our Instagram, impressionsthepodcast. And if you just want the music and you don't want to hear us blather on, Mm -hmm. you can find all the songs that we have ever played on our website as well. Like, rate, review. But most importantly, tell your friends. Those were our impressions. Ah. <laughs>